the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Yes, it is. And happy Wednesday, October 20th, 2021. We have got a lot to do today. Uh, 602-508-0960. I want to start here. I think there were about three things I wasn't sure which one to start with. I'll start here. I was... uh, Talking with our uh, old buddy Bill Bennett this morning, doing a taping for his podcast, which will come out probably, what, Bill, Friday, usually, something, tomorrow or Friday. And we were talking about how people get information and the difficulty uh, we have had in discussing issues from COVID to you name it. And we were given a few examples of people, even on our political side, who are just taken by the talking point. You know, as I was saying yesterday, you assume an average person in Arizona, really any state, but let's just take Arizona, who's busy, has a job, or, you know, kids just trying to get along in life. They may have CBS or NBC on in the morning a little bit, or NPR on the way to work, if not um, some other uh, podcast that they like. Uh, and uh, maybe they read the Arizona Republic, and that's about it. And you would call such a person better than average informed, and yet they will know very little. And, for example, I was saying to him, you know, I, there's a lot of this, and it comes up all the time, every day, which reminds me of the George Orwell line that the first task of the intelligent is to restate the obvious. I was telling the story of someone I know, very uh, well-educated, uh, very well-to-do, and we were talking vaccine mandates, he being a supporter of them. I said, it doesn't interest you to know that we've never done anything like this at the federal level before. And he said, well, that's just not true. Uh, starting with President George Washington, he did it. And I said to him, I said very politely, I said, I don't know how to do this politely. But what George Washington did happened before there was a United States of America. He wasn't even president, and it was a military order over smallpox in the military, in the military, not the general population and not as president. Indeed, someone said, well, the polio vaccine. Oh, dear people. There was no federal polio mandate. There was an effort. There was a small effort in the Eisenhower administration to do one. Um, Guess who helped stop it? Someone we still revere here? Do we still revere Barry Goldwater? He called it a back door to socializing health care. But not the point whether you agree with him or not. It didn't happen. It was done by the states. So there's a lot of unlearning we have to do. There's a lot of restatements we need to engage in. And Just as I got done taping with Bill, someone sent me another person with strong Arizona ties, Charles Barkley, who was talking on a a TV show about uh, Irving and the vaccine. And uh, Kyrie Irving, is that how you say it? Yeah, Kyrie Irving and the vaccine. 
And I looked at it and I realized, my gosh, this has millions of views. I want you to hear it because 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 of all the praise he's gotten, Charles Barkley, for this. And if you Google it, thank you, Charles Barkley, for telling the truth. The news stories, Charles Barkley drops a truth bomb on America. Nothing he said was true. Nothing he said was true. And I'll show you how in a moment. But this is what he's getting thumbs up and plaudits for. Your buddy over here is grimacing, Chuck. First of all, you don't get the vaccine for yourself. You get it for other people. No, I'm not saying. Hold on, for I want you said your piece. No, I'm I, I didn't say you do. I I got vaccinated. I can't wait to get the booster. I don't. You don't get vaccinated just for yourself. Second time, like he Adam said, said it. you get vaccinated for your family first. You get vaccinated for your teammates second. Things like that. That's what bothers me about this whole thing. I think everybody should get vaccinated. The only and let me tell you something. I really am proud of the Nets for putting their foot down. Uh, for saying, no, we're not going to deal with this half on, uh, half on, half off. The only thing that bugged me, he's still going to make $17 million sitting at home. I wish they could find a way. If he wants to go on this thing, like, you know, people say he's like Ali. First of all, don't ever compare anybody to Ali. All right, Ali so we're getting years. a word salad here, and now he wants to talk about Muhammad Ali, who, by the way, was granted a religious exemption. That's the comparison to Ali. How many people who don't want to take a vaccine have had an easy time with that or any time with a religious exemption being granted? So, yeah, I'm with Charles. Take Ali out of it, Charles, because you don't know what you're talking about with regard to that either. But neither do you when you say, and he said it three more times, total of five times, you don't get vaccinated for yourself. You get vaccinated for other people. For this, he is being applauded. For this, he is totally wrong. And I'm not going to give you... Anything from Scott Atlas, I'm not going to give you from the doctors at Stanford, Buttigieg, I'm not going to give you frontline doctors. I'm going to give you the CDC and I'm going to give you four different CDC websites. Okay, four different CDC websites. Usually you will hear me when I do this, give out the HTML address. I'm not going to just for time, uh, time's sake, but I'll give you the title of the CDC page just so you know. Um, Fully vaccinated people, CDC webpage. Here's the sentence. Vaccinated people can still become infected and have the potential to spread the virus to others. You're getting vaccinated for other people, Sir Charles. How about this second page? Vaccines and effectiveness. What we know about vaccine breakthrough infections. One, vaccine breakthrough infections are expected. COVID-19 vaccines are effective at preventing most infections. However, they are not 100% affected. Fully vaccinated people with a vaccine breakthrough infection are less likely to develop serious illness. Sorry, Charles. It is about the individual taking the vaccine. It's not about protecting others. Let me give you a third bullet point. Even when fully vaccinated people develop symptoms... They tend to be less severe symptoms than in the unvaccinated. That's true. But again, Charles, it's about yourself, not the spread. Because of four bullet point number four, quote, people who get vaccine infections can be contagious. Okay, that's page two. That's the second website on the CDC. This one is the CDC's report that came out right after. Anthony Fauci said, if you're vaccinated, you need to mask. And people said, where's the study on that? Because a week before we were told we could take our masks off. So they produced a study. The CDC produced a study 
out of Barnstable County, Massachusetts. I'm looking at it right now. It's only two months old. It's only two months old. And guess what the study said? Among the entire population that they surveyed in Barnstable County, five people went to the hospital, four were fully vaccinated. Okay? And then, finally, key things to know about COVID-19 vaccines. Bullet point number one. COVID-19 vaccines are effective at helping protect against severe disease and death for the person taking the vaccine. Charles couldn't be more wrong. It is, in fact, not. In fact, it is not about other people. I think, I think... He might be confusing it with his concept of the mask. He might be. I mean, don't get me started with masks, but that is the talking point, at least that a lot of scientists have said about masks. I don't know the doctor who shows, has shown a study, and the CDC certainly isn't one of them, or one of the institutions that has, has shown a study that says you take the vaccine to stop the spread to someone else. Every study I've seen, including the big one the CDC was touting, said it didn't do that. No, it helps, theoretically helps, and from what I've seen, does help people who do get COVID who are vaccinated. All of which leads me to the best thing I've seen today. You'll probably ask me to repeat it. It's a mouthful. The best thing I've seen today. It's attributed to a California nurse who's retired. It doesn't matter. It may or may not be It's the truth of the sentiment that matters. Why do the protected, this is for Sir Charles, why do the protected need to be, be, excuse me, why do the protected need to be protected from the unprotected by forcing the unprotected to use the protection that didn't protect the protected in the first place? Now, it's an interesting thing we can talk about with regard to Sir Charles, and I don't know how he got the appellation. I'm glad they didn't give him Julius Irving's appellation. He doesn't deserve it. He hasn't earned it. He spread mistruths on TV. Will it be taken down from social media? Why does this have millions of views? I thought if you spread misinformation about COVID, you were to be taken down. Isn't that what Jen Psaki said? Isn't that what the Times tell us? Because it's in the service of one side. It doesn't matter whether they're wrong or right. In fact, it matters whether they're wrong or right in politics. And now you see how science has been politicized and how the national brain has been corrupted. I'm Seth Liebson, 602-508-0960. Makes me so mad. Remember when we used to teach children this kind of thing? You were born to fly. I want to say something. Yes, Bill. Your hand is up. You had some. I'll get to children in a moment. (laughs) Most important voice is the callers and my producer. What do you got for me? Oh, thank you, Seth. How does citing Charles Barkley when he gets something right compare to citing Bill Maher? Oh, that's interesting because conservatives tend to cite Charles when they like him and they cite Bill Maher when they like him kind of thing. Sure. 
Oh, that's an interesting point. I um, – okay. Okay. I think first of all we should give this name a syndrome. Why is it conservatives always look for validation? It's a it it's 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 part of the stock conservative Stockholm syndrome that I wrote about with Buskirk in our book American Greatness. We have a chapter called Conservative Stockholm Syndrome. It's part of that. But this is a this is a this is a variant. This is a variant of the uh, – I'm thinking uh, out loud here. This is a variant on the conservative Stockholm syndrome. And I guess we could call it the Mar Barkley syndrome. That sounds like a real thing, doesn't it? The Mar Barkley syndrome that we like to qu- – now, I will tell you, I have uh, played audio of Bill Maher on occasion and I have not ever done it to say – what a lot of people do when they quote him. I've never said, see, even Bill Maher says. I've never done it for that reason because I don't believe even Bill Maher matters. I don't believe Bill Maher is um, a great social or moral instructor any more than I would with Charles Barkley, whom I don't think I've ever quoted on anything until today to show how wrong he is and why people who think he slammed and owned Kyrie Irving, he's just wrong. Um, the reason I have shown Bill Maher to do it is Bill Maher, um, first of all, people need to know this. He has an army of writers. If you ever go to the Bill Maher show, I take a look at the latest roster. I, I, I remember looking a couple weeks ago. This is a man who gives you – how long is the show? An hour a week. An hour a week, he has 10 writers, something like 10 writers for that one hour a week. Okay, so – we know he can't do it himself. I don't know what he's doing the other days of the week. He's doing stand-up, whatever. Maybe he's funny. I've never thought him to be that funny. But but some of those writers are not unimpressive. And the reason I have quoted Bill Maher on occasion is when he gets something really articulately well said. And I will, as Lincoln said, stand with any man who stands right when he's right and depart from him when he's wrong. But it's not to do an even Bill Maher point. It's that he said it better than anyone else. He made a really good point. He made a really good point. And once in a while he does. But I'm not using it in any sense to uh, show that there is this bastion of moral, ethical, sociological or political scientific wisdom who is agreeing with us. I'm using it to say there's a guy who took to the airwaves and said something that's worth repeating. And that's why we play audio. It's worth repeating either to uh, disseminate further or to uh, correct the record on. Uh, when we quote uh, – I, I think it's fair to say – I think it's fair to say I have um, probably not recently but in years past, perhaps on other radio shows I've been involved in, uh, quoted a lot of Bill Maher for the same reason I quoted Charles Barkley because he used to say very, very stupid things often, and that was his stock and trade. So I've, I've quoted him to criticize. I don't, I don't, I don't want anyone to be holding up idiots as moral instructors. I really don't. And, you know, I've never paid that much attention to Charles Barkley's political statements. I know he sometimes tempts the notion that he might run for office never really does. But when he did this, I was shocked no one on the panel corrected him. I was shocked he doubled and tripled down on it. 
and I was shocked with how wrong he was. I don't know if anyone's going to say, Charles, were you sure? Are you sure you weren't the point you weren't making about vaccines was about masks? Because his whole point about vaccines was it's not for you, it's for the other guy, which is what they say about masks, rightly or wrongly. That's what they say about masks. What every piece of science I've seen about vaccines says is it's about you. It's about mitigating the harm you may have if you contract COVID. Now, it's an interesting point while we're on that to talk about and segue to the children, because this is what I spent most of my time with Dr. Bennett speaking about today. Again, it'll come out uh, tomorrow or Friday. It was the use of children. I was texting with a uh, really good friend of mine in the community, a mother at a, uh, a mother of some public school students is telling me about another a child at a school uh, that we both uh, once attended and the ridiculousness, the absurdity and the dangerousness with which they are treating an unvaccinated child. And what it comes down to, and I have seen story after story like this, what it has come down to is not about science. It's about shaming these children. It's about punishing their families. I'll give you an, a generic example. Uh, uh, I know of a case of a child who, for a lot of reasons, simply physiologically, without getting into it, don't want to out anyone uh, that doesn't want to be outed, simply cannot wear a mask. Simply cannot wear a mask. He's entitled to go to school, I should think. So the school accommodated it under the notion that if anyone at the school gets COVID, the kid who can't wear a mask, he's out. This is not about science. It's about punishing and shaming. And I think we need to spend just a little bit more time talking about what we're doing to our children. And you don't have to take it from me or the philosophical quotes I want to share from you. You don't have to. You can take it from the American Academy of Pediatrics, which along with the American Academy of Child and Adolescent Psychiatry and the Children's Hospital Association just yesterday put out a, quote, national emergency in children's mental health report. The American Academy of Child and Adolescent Psychiatry and the American Academy of Pediatrics, along with the Children's Hospital Association, are now saying they are seeing what people like me warned about over a year ago and YouTube censored us for saying. We'll get more into that when we come back because I think what we're doing to our children not only is having consequences for them, but will have terrible consequences for the rest of society as well. Six zero two five zero eight zero nine six zero. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Seth Liebson Show. 34 past the hour brings us the culture and economy update with John Dombrowski from Grand Canyon Planning Associates, grandcanyonplanning.com. 
is his website, his radio show, right here on 960 AM every Saturday morning at 7, The Word on Wealth. What's the good word today, John? How are you doing? Well, you know, it's interesting. I'm going to talk a little bit about uh, jobs. But um, October 20th on this date, 1947, yes, interesting, uh, this was the Congress investigating communists in Hollywood. Boy, have we made a turn. <laughs> <laughs> Now they need to invest the communists in the, uh, you know, in Washington. <laughs> I, Is that I don't funny know if I can do what? the rest of this segment. That's really well done, John. Oh, my gosh. That is anyway, really funny. Now they don't state, need to do an investigation. They can just read the just, headlines. Just look in their own closets. Yeah, or, or, yeah. or read the head. Yeah. <laughs> or just read the headlines. Oh, my goodness gracious. John, I had a friend. Yeah. Um, Telling me uh, this friend dabbles in the stock market uh-huh. and uh, said, my gosh, a couple of weeks ago, said, I'm, I'm losing everything. Yesterday said, everything I lost came back. Yes, yeah. that is there the way are. this thing works. Yeah, they said, I guess I just shouldn't look at it day to day. I said, right. now you're singing Johnny's tune, yes. right? Yeah, that's right. Hey, um, six reasons. Yeah. Yeah. This is uh, they're calling this now the great resignation. Right. And what does that mean? Well, we've got uh, apparently 4.3 million Americans quit their jobs in August, in one month. Think about that. And while some people left over what they called uh, workforce, they were left the workforce entirely. However, those others may be going back and looking for other employment elsewhere. Um, but it's interesting. I still think that probably fear is, is one of the main reasons that a lot of people are leaving. And the fear is, is of still the media out there pushing this this uh, point that we're going to be, um, you know, with COVID-19 and fight, you know, the issue about the vax versus the non-vax. Uh, and I think that's really driving a lot of this, Seth. Uh, but I would say is, is that there are definitely um, those out there that are fighting this. But the challenges with the mandates, I think Southwest, though, may have decided not to enforce the mandate. Yeah, I know. Southwest mandate. has done, uh, I think, a noble job there. I want to put in a good word for yep. In-N-Out Burger as mm-hmm. well, in California particularly. But, yeah, I was – so so, so we, ha- we may have caused a problem here, and I know the mainstream media doesn't love it. But we may have caused a problem of short-term dependency that's leaking into a long-term dependency issue where people were making, you know, that, that you know, extra money – uh, when they were out of work during COVID and mm-hmm. left their jobs or stopped working during COVID, right. sometimes their choice, sometimes not, too mm-hmm. often not the case. But I was uh, a friend was, uh, was telling me about a story they heard on on a, uh, shall we say, publicly endowed radio station mm-hmm. Okay, uh, this morning uh, about a, um, a young man, something like 25 years old, Business was, uh, decor- you know, uh, doing cars, painting cars, right. uh, car decorations, wrapping cars. And he says he just can't find any work. Work. Yeah, work and, right. you know, I, I understand that niche position may not, but there are 10 million jobs out there available with a lot of signing bonuses. And is there yeah. nothing else he can do really in the meantime? Is there nothing else? I'm looking at a fast food restaurant across the street from my building that is giving $2,000 signing bonuses wow. and 14 bucks an hour to work there. Amazing. Well, I just and again, I went to lunch today, and I was at one of our local restaurants, and we try to support all of these local yep. restaurants. These small ones try not to go to these big chains, but even the big chains are suffering as well. But even those local restaurateurs out there, and and the server who came to the table, uh, 
you know, said, be, please be nice to me. She says, I literally just started 20 minutes ago. Good. So she was just hired. God uh, bless her. Exactly. God I mean, bless here's her. someone who's out looking actually to work. And so we had a great time teasing each other back and forth. Definitely going to go back to that restaurant. And I, you I'll know, go again. Tell encourage. me off air. Yeah, will do. Yeah, we'll no, do. stay you on bet. the line. I'll go. I, I love that. Yep. I love that. So there are people obviously out there who are looking to seek employment. But this you're right, Seth. So there's a variety of different reasons that they cited in this article. And one of them was uh, that a lot of these households, uh, maybe they had some additional savings because they weren't spending money sure. because of COVID-19. Sure. Two, there were the subsidies that yep. helped them get through the uh, initial uh, stages of the pandemic. Uh, but now there are these employees out there that are saying, hey, I like working from home. I am not going back to the office. So they may be looking for other employment that's going to give them more of a flexible schedule. Uh, then those Again, who are just still in fear of COVID-19 and, you know, exposing themselves out there, even though they're vaccinated uh, and so forth. And we've heard all of the, you know, issues about that. So uh, it's really still just a a big mess out there for people, unfortunately. Remember that woman, Marianne Williamson, who ran for president on the Democratic ticket? She was kind of one of these new age religious gurus. Mm. She only said one thing ever I agreed with. Mm-hmm. Fear is about the worst thing you can use to make any decision. Yeah, very, very true. All right, Johnny. Securities and advisory services offered to Client One Securities LLC, a member of Finn Rensipic, and an investment advisor, Grant King and Planning Associates LLC, and Client One Securities LLC are not affiliated. Thank you, Seth. Bless you, John Dombrowski. Bye-bye. Talk to you soon. Yep. Welcome back to the Seth Leibson Show, 602 I was thinking a little bit about what John Dombrowski was reminding us of at the House Un-American Activities Committee investigating communism in Hollywood. They made a lot of movies about that um, later. You know, George Clooney was particularly animated over it and talked about how brave Hollywood was for taking on the House Un-American Activities Committee and Joe McCarthy uh, with his hearings. Um, and it seems to me, was it brave to do that? When George Clooney, when he got his Oscar for Good Luck and Good Night, or Good Night and Good Luck, sorry, the story of Ed Murrow, was, was that brave of Hollywood to take on the House Un-American Activities Committee? Or would it be brave of Hollywood to actually take on China? Because China's engaged not in un-American activities particularly, but inhumane activities. How about a House Committee on Inhumane Activities and looks at China's censorship? Hollywood won't make villains that can be confused with people who are Chinese these days. You know why? You know why? Because they submit to China censors, Hollywood does. You know why? Because they want their movies to play in China. You know why? Americans aren't going to the movie theaters here anymore because the movies stink. And China is, I think, the second largest movie-going country in the world. So, yeah, Hollywood's tailoring to China. Rather than make good movies and try and appeal to Americans, it's a better idea to just find that 1.5 billion person market and kowtow to them. Doug is in Maricopa. Hi, Doug. How you doing, Seth? I'm well, sir. How are you? I'm doing real good. Well, you know, it was interesting the other day on 
um, I get up kind of early and I was listening listening to Hugh do it while I was making coffee and he had a guest on that was saying just that the latest James Bond you don't see a Chinese enemy just imagine during the Cold War many of the James Bond enemies the people he was fighting was the Soviet Union Robert uh, Shaw remember Robert Shaw from yeah. Jaws he yeah. uh, Jaws fame and yeah. and the Man for All Seasons. People forget he was uh, he was in um, he, he was in From Russia with Love. He was the Bond villain in From Russia with Love, playing a Russian special agent. Yes, totally. But you don't see uh, Rush, uh, Chinese. No, not anymore. Chinese. Nope. No, no, you don't. And, and here, here's the point that I think blew you away. And I just sat there and paused for a second because it never occurred to me. What this guy pointed out was NBC, ABC, and CBS are all owned by movie houses that have huge Chinese interests. And if you want to see the Chinese dabbling in why you seem to have a, a term, not liberal, but leftist, anti-American slant to the news, you have the, the owners of all three news outlets are controlled by movie houses that have their fingers in the Chinese market. So deeply that they can't even, they can only criticize their own country and not China. That just blew me away. I hadn't even thought about that. I hadn't As either. Well, I hadn't either. Yeah. Just think about that. Every one of them controlled by a movie house that is controlled by Chinese interests. I hadn't thought and about the other that. thing. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and you wonder why we got almost like Chinese propaganda for news. And, and, and we conservatives are still afraid to even say anything. Unbelievable. We're gutless. But here's the other thing you mentioned, is that one of the major uh, you know, aspects, one of the major parts of the L.A. port, the L.A. port handles 50% of the, you know, a lot of the freight on the West Coast and everything, is owned by communist Chinese interests. And we're having transportation problems. And he's saying, well, you know, there's other, there's, you know, union contracts. There's, we haven't updated our technology because of union contracts. They don't allow them to work 24 hours a day. But he said a huge chunk of that port is owned and controlled by Chinese interests. And I can't even imagine, well, if we, you know, 30 years ago that the Soviet Union would have major interest in some of our biggest ports. I, it blows me away. I can't even understand that. Well, let me um, let me just add one thing to what you said, disagreeing with none of it, and uh, thanking you for it along the way. Um, there are certain products made up of anti-communist Chinese and Chinese Americans and brave ones at that, and I think it's our duty to support them as much as possible. I, I was noticing on the drive uh, a couple days ago on the I-10, there's a there's a festival celebrating some some Chinese cultural dance, and it had on the sign itself on the poster it said, "From pre-communist China," and yep. I loved that. Yep. I loved that. And then of course there's things like the Epic Times, right? Um, that if you don't know, you're missing out. Check out the Epic Times, the EpicTimes.com. These are people who 
Well, it would be like getting news, Doug. It would be like getting your news from people who lived in East Berlin and Czechoslovakia and Hungary in the 70s and 80s. It would be like getting your news from people who know what communism is, except they're Chinese. And they're great. Yeah. They're great. Right. They're great. So, you know, I, I, you know, I, we used to. Robert Bartley at the Wall Street Journal passed along. He was the editor there for many years, maybe the best editor they ever had at the editorial page there. He used to continually talk about seeing the Chinese people someday have a chance at an expression of and a government of freedom. I don't think we're looking at that happening in our no. lifetime on no. the trajectory we're no. on right now. No, no, I, I do not. I do the not. Chinese fact, people have a better bet looking at America becoming a land of unfreedom than we have a bet that Chinese will become a land of freedom. That, if it doesn't frighten everyone, should. I think it's eminently true. Yeah, I, I, I don't think we have a grasp of the evilness of the Chinese government. They killed more than Stalin and Hitler put together. And uh, my wife uh, took a, we were teaching an art workshop, uh, you know, we were over in China during the Olympics, I think it was around 2010. And uh, we were in a back um, village, uh, and it was one of the few villages that the Communist Party hadn't destroyed. They, they leveled in the Cultural Revolution, most of all old China, and uh, has just leveled it. So, but this is one of the towns small village on the north side of the Himalayas that uh, still have that. Now, here's the interesting thing, is that uh, we were wondering, well, how come these old buildings uh, still, they seem like they have pot marks and the, the plaster was falling oh, off. Oh, yeah, we yeah. We were told, yeah. we were told that is, those are the leftover bullet holes because the children were told to send their parents in if they oh yeah the oh yeah 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 These children right. have turned in the right. old people there have turned their parents in to be shot yeah by the state that's the culture that we're allowing to infiltrate our own the butchering beyond belief butchering beyond belief butchering beyond the leaf belief and the nba kowtows to it we'll be right back That is the uh, dulcet uh, piano sounds of a former pianist for the Beach Boys doing a Neil Sedaka song. Uh, Welcome back to the Seth Liebson Show. I did want to put in a good word for In-N-Out Burger. They probably don't need me to. Their lines are pretty long as it is. May they grow longer for the stand they have taken in California, refusing to police whether people in their stores are vaccinated or not. Good for in and out. You know, it dawns on me, we may fail when we attempt boycotts of companies. Remember how we were going to go after Coca-Cola and other companies? We may fail at that because it's so hard to do and the markets are so big. But you know where we may succeed? Just a thought experiment. I wonder what anyone in the audience may think about this. You know where we may succeed? We may succeed in uh, boycotts in reverse. In, in in making sure to use stores and companies that do the right thing, in flocking to them, 
in flooding them, in showing them thanks. Where, you know, right now it's a short list. Who's on it? Southwest, <laughs> Delta, and in and out Burger. I'm open to others. I'm open to others. We should be subsidizing them. We should be supporting them. They are actually showing themselves to be American companies. What's an American company? Not a company that's based in America. Coca-Cola may be based here. It's not an American company. An American company is a company that still esteems and believes in American values. You know, the values that allowed the founders of those companies to build those companies, those values. We should be supportive of them. We should be supportive of them. Um, not your Nikes and Coca-Colas who spent millions millions last year lobbying against a bill lobbying against a bill that would make it harder for us to import products used excuse me to import products made by slave labor in the Xinjiang province where we where China imprisons imprisons people for their religion Islam the Uyghur population and puts them in concentration camps and gives them the job of slave labor. So much easier, so much easier for the NBA and the rest of this country to condemn this country for something we ended 165 or so years ago while they sup off of and profit from modern day slavery in front of its very eyes lining their pockets now hypocrite doesn't do it hypocrite doesn't do it a blind eye and a deaf ear towards evil does profits over people does shame on them all he lives in north hollywood on radford near the in and out burger oh the in and out burgers on cameras near the in and out burger those are good burgers walter Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.